This is Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 20. Hi, my name is Thomas Miller. Thank you for joining us. I think this podcast is going to be a great resource for you. If you're in the process of wanting to reprogram your subconscious mind or otherwise turn your life around in some way or another, that's why we are here. I started this podcast on Easter Sunday, March 31st, 2013 as just an outreach or an expression or a way to tell you how I turned my life around later in life. A lot of people have said that, my goodness, how in the world have you done that at 50? Well, I want to ask you the question, what in the world is about 50? I just wrote a life plan that takes me out to 106, so I'm halfway there. Uh, you know, I've got a lot of decades ahead that are, are awesome. So I feel really the way I feel and the way that I see myself in my mind is a 20 something year old. And I've kept my body in pretty good shape. So I have the physical side to support the mental side. So you can do it. The point is, no matter where you are in your life, at whatever phase, whatever age, it doesn't matter what's happened in the past. You can create your future by reprogramming your subconscious mind. And that's what we talk about on these podcasts. So if you haven't listened to number one through 19 you can go catch those. There are some interviews with some friends of mine in there, intermixed as well, that are just little sidetracks, but I think they are really poignant connections that you can see that there are other people out there struggling with the same thing. One guy is dealing with prostate cancer. Another guy had a skydiving accident when he was uh, in college. Um, another lady that I interviewed, Joan from England, had a really challenging past that she had to overcome some really difficult family dynamics. So there are a lot of other people out there around the world that are facing the same kinds of issues and struggles and challenges dealing with this thing called life that you and I are. And by the way, I wanted to thank you for so many nice emails. You guys are just sending me some really great things of how this podcast is touching your life, and I really appreciate it. You can, uh, let's see, how do, the best way would be thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com, or you can uh, go over to the... Um, website, subconsciousmindmastery.com, and there's a contact form there, and you can fill that out and send a message. Either way, it gets to the same place, thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com. Would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Okay, today I'm going to tell you a number of different things that I used, the tools that I used, the various steps that I, I was like a blind guy wandering around in a big, dark closet trying to find the light switch. Well, if I was blind, why would I need the light switch? Well, because the light did finally come on. But I'm going to tell you some of the things that I did, just some of the tools and techniques that I used to unpack my life and put it back together again. So the real starting place with this was that I finally realized that I absolutely must change something. I was 47 years old. I had just been divorced from my second wife. Now, Go back to some of the earlier podcasts and get into the psychology of how that would have affected me. I'm a little Baptist boy from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was thumbing through my high school reunion. We had our 35th reunion. I didn't go, but they had – I don't remember anybody from high school. Isn't that terrible? But they had their 35th reunion, and I was looking through the class roster the other day. Everybody's married and living in Tulsa, and they have two to four kids. You know, It's like that was the culture – I grew up in a really fundamental 
Bible Belt, family-oriented, relatively small town, that that was just what you did. You kind of stayed around there, and you had kids, and you raised families, and you did the deal. Well, that's not how it turned out for old Uncle Thomas. And I went through not only one divorce, but two. And so Baptist boys from Tulsa, Oklahoma, don't get divorced. You know, I was the first one in my family to go through a divorce. And I've kind of been making up for the rest of them who didn't. So finally, I got to the point where I realized and just stopped thinking about anything outside of myself. And literally, this was the turning point that I I realized that this is not about anybody else who has been in a relationship with me or been in my life. This is about me. What is going on with me that these people can't live with? It's got to be something inside here. And that, I got to tell you, in 47 years, that was the first time I asked that question of myself. But it was a pivotal question. Only until I asked that question of myself could I start to explore the answers to that kind of question. It wasn't about everyone else. And all of my life, because of that upbringing that you hear about in the earlier podcasts, for me, it was all about everybody else. And there was never any stopping to look right here of what's going on inside of me. But I made that decision. It was just after my 47th birthday. In all of the shock and the... Uh, just the disaster of that second divorce, the the one thing I held on to was that I have to change something for myself. So the next thing that I did is I pretty much wiped the slate clean of everything that I believed in. Now, I had just gone through this divorce that I didn't want. I was out on my own, basically had nothing. My second marriage was to a physician and as Events unfolded. I ended up managing the businesses. We had several things business-wise related to medical practices, and it was my responsibility, or I was the one that was overseeing the operation of all of that. And all of my eggs were in one basket. And when that basket broke, I didn't have – I mean, that was it. All my eggs broke. So I was literally starting my life over again at 47. And figured, well, if I'm starting it over, I might as well start it over from scratch. So I kind of wiped the slate clean of everything that I believed. It was like, okay, if everything that I believed and everything that I've accumulated to be me here at 47 years old is broken or has resulted in two divorces, then my thinking was, let's just throw it all out. Let's just kind of start over. I mean, I, I was at a point where I could. I really had nothing to lose by just saying, hmm, let's try something else. So I started looking, and I really didn't know where to look. I mean, I started reading some of the same material probably that you're reading and started looking for answers in different places. And I think that's one of the keys. If you are at a point where you're trying to find different answers, start looking, (laughs) because in the quest will come the resources. Don't worry about getting it right. Just put the intention out there that you are going to learn a different way. Hey, somehow you found this little podcast. This is a relatively obscure little effort that is recorded in a bedroom closet at my home, which is an apartment up in Plano, Texas. Okay, this is not some big, great theatrical production. However, you found it. (laughs) So, you see, in already searching, somehow you came across probably a keyword of subconscious somewhere along the way, and or maybe a friend told you about it, but that's 
the miracle of all of this is that the resources you need will cross your path as you are searching for them. Now, there are two resources that came to me early on that made a huge difference. One was a program that I've talked about in the past. It's called Landmark Education, L-A-N-D-M-A-R-K, Landmark Education. I think that's their website, landmarkeducation.org, I believe, or something, but you can Google that up. And Landmark is a program that really was developed back in the late 60s and early 70s by a guy by the name of Warner Earhart. And I pretty much deep-dived into that program for about a year and a half, and what it did for me was completely shifted my thinking into a new realm of possibility. The other thing that I did is I started helping. At Landmark, you kind of have two tracks. You can go to the course curriculum, the material itself, the, the seminars, the programs, or you can hop over after you've gone to the first one, which is called the Landmark Forum. Then you can hop over to the production crew, which is the volunteer staff that helps put the events together, helps orchestrate it and make sure that it happens effectively and smoothly for the participants. And pretty quickly, I jumped over onto that side and started working on the production teams That gave me contribution, but also it helped me really see and apply. You'd learn and you'd apply, learn and apply, learn and apply the material that they were teaching. So it became a great way for me not only to get this new way of thinking, but also to just enmesh it, knead it, mold it into my life. So the Landmark program had a big impact on me, and it's had a big impact on a lot of other people. There are some big, prominent name people in the self-help industry who have been through the Landmark program at one time or another. So that was one that really helped. Simultaneously, almost at the same time, I found this audio program from Bob Proctor, Jack Canfield, and Michael Beckwith called The Science of Getting Rich. I have a link to it over there on the right-hand side of my website at subconsciousmindmastery.com as an affiliate link. The product now costs about $200. It Then I remember clearly spending over $300 for it, and I didn't have $300. But what they were promoting was something that I wanted to get my hands on. For me, it was a new learning. It was something – it was conversations, dialogue, words – concepts that I hadn't heard before. So what the science of getting rich is, is about a 12-hour audio presentation. Michael Beckwith does the introductions to each chapter. Bob Proctor does the teaching, and Jack Canfield does a little summary conclusion at the end. But each of them, in their own way, teaches incredible material that is based on a little book that was written almost a 100 years ago by a guy by the name of Wallace Waddles called The Science of Getting Rich. I think it's probably in public domain, and that's why they might have done this, because the book is not copyright protected anymore. I'm not sure, but I think that's the case. So they basically teach the concepts in this book. And it is great stuff. So, I mean, if you wanted to take the, you know, like, I really just, I'm sorry, I just really, really would love to do this, but I don't have $200, buy the little book. And you can probably download it for free if you can go find it on some certain websites. If it is public domain, then you can get it for free. It's called The Science of Getting Rich. And if not, then it's just going to be maybe $10, which is something certainly you could afford to invest in your life. 
But the audio program really spoke to me. And I was working in a situation where I had a lot of desk work. I was doing a lot of uh, medical billing work at that time. And I was able to listen to something. I could listen to an audio program while I was working. And even though I might not be consciously focused on it, like, you know, like really attuned, I figured as long as it was playing in the background, I was getting something from it. So I would play it literally over and over and over and over. I would wear that thing out. When I'd get through, I'd start over again. Sometimes I would listen to another chapter one, two, three, four times because I wanted to really get the concept of what they were saying. So the science of getting rich, simultaneous, going through about a year and a half, I guess it was a year and a half, maybe a little bit longer, of the landmark education program, that was what began to shift the perspective of how I was seeing life. So again, a couple of takeaways. If you're in the process of trying to do this for yourself – Find material that speaks to you. Find good material. And again, I've helped you with this a little bit because over there on the right-hand side of my website, I have an Amazon store, and I've put in there most of the books and audio books. I've tried to find you the audio, the Kindle, and the paperback so you can choose which medium you want to use. But I've put over there a lot of the books that have meant the most to me. So you can go over there to the store and take a look, and if you pick any of them up, be great if you could pick them up from in there because it is an affiliate link. But the purpose of that store is to isolate, put together for you in one easy place where you could see some of the resources. That's the material that helped shift my thinking. Now, I know that there are a lot of other things out there, and many of you have sent me suggestions or have done the same thing. You've told me the resources of what showed up in your life that helped change it for you. And I'm looking forward over the next months and years to looking through those resources because you you all have already sent me some great stuff, and I really appreciate it. So if you have a tipping point resource, somebody or something, a program that really made a difference in your life, I'd love for you to drop me an email, thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com. Let me know what it is because I'm really open and interested in learning about everything I can of what's out there. For Joan from England, it was Think and Grow Rich was kind of her tipping point from Napoleon Hill. So there's just all kinds of things that speak to all of us right there at the moment that we need them. It's beautiful how this really works. Now, there's one other thing that showed up for me in this process, and this is something that you just have to connect with. I think this is one of the really more important elements of this phase of the process for me. And what it is is when I finally realized that my thinking got me to where I was – and that I was going to have to change my thinking in order to change my life. I went through a program at Landmark called their Communications Course, and it was really about external communication, but what I got from the Communications Course was how I was talking to myself and how my own internal conversation, what I was telling myself, was so disempowering. Remember, I lived the first 40 years of my life under the roof of two women that criticized me for everything. I never could live up to the expectations of my mom. And then my first wife was was masterful at telling me what a schlock I was. So I listened to this unrebelliously. I didn't say, you, and take off for some better existence. I sat there and took it. So for 40 years, I was conditioned that I wasn't any good, and my confidence level was about 
you know, knee high to a flea. Well, what that does is it embeds permanent internal dialogue and conversation. So every event or circumstance that would come up in life, I filtered through some form of deficiency, how I wasn't good enough. So this major awakening point that I want to emphasize is that if you are looking at your life and not liking where you are and you want to change things, and if it's kind of like mine where it's like it needs an overhaul, if you realize how bad your internal dialogue really is and just come to grips with it, that will really help you move forward faster. When you just get real and honest with yourself, this is something that only you can do with you, really. I mean, a coach could help with this, but this is something that you really have to just look in the mirror, get honest and say, hey, Thomas, we got to change. We got to change the way that you talk to yourself. This is really bad. So if you will get to that point where you can admit that it needs to be changed, then you at least are in the clearing Now you have the clear space. Now you have the openness. Now you have the freedom to go out and begin to deal with it and to change things. And it's okay because you say, I'm not going to think that way anymore. And then you'll begin to catch yourself in the negative thought patterns, and then you can look for ways to shift them. And all of this takes work. And that's the next thing that I think is critical is that I journaled a lot I've told you about this year that I spent in the RV, and in the next podcast, I'm going to tell the story about that year in the RV. I recently gave a speech about it, and I'm going to just regurgitate that for you because there were some significant points that came out of that year. It was basically a year of withdrawal. I just basically pulled back, and I started to focus on myself, and that was the best year of my life. I'll do that. I'll talk about that in an upcoming – in the next podcast. But why that year was so critical and so important was that it allowed me to just turn off all the exterior noise and it let me focus on myself. So after work, every day in this, you know, this setting where you're connected with nature, I would literally go out in a lawn chair, take a glass of wine, sit down beside the little lake there that I was staying by and in that environment of just being connected with the outdoors – And I would start to reflect on my life. And as I saw things and thought through things, I would just sit out there for hours and I'd write in a journal. For me, it really helped to go back to the places where it all began. And as I continued to go back into my teenage years and my childhood and then my really early years, eventually the universe kind of opened some things up for me. And after a period of almost a year – I was able to go back and literally see my mom's life the way that she saw her life and what was missing for her and how I fit into that. I was able to see the dynamic with my brother and how the whole thing got started and why it was the way it was. Now, that process for you might not mean so much. You might be like, I'm done with whatever's behind. I just want to get, I just want to fix it. Well, that's fine. I mean, you can do that. If the, if connecting with the source doesn't do much for you, that's fine. It just it helped me to go back and understand. And I think part of that was the process of self-forgiveness because forgiving myself through this process was indeed the number one most freeing thing that I had to do. I couldn't deal with anybody else until I had forgiven myself. And I had trouble forgiving myself 
until I had gone back and at least understood why it was the way it was. Not that I could have done anything different about it, but it helped me to just release and to let go and understand that, hey, I can do this differently. That's the way it was then. This is the way it's going to be now. And I'll tell you the other thing, too, that helps with this for me is now that I understand where it came from, if I ever brush up against that way of being or that way of thinking again, I'm that fast to catch it and fix it because I know what it looks like. I know what that is. It's kind of like the, uh, you know, the alcoholic analogy, the AA analogy. You know what that drink looks like. And if you just get a whiff of it, you know where it's going to take you. So now that I understand, I get where it was that I came from, and I know those little triggers. So now, when they show up occasionally, I'm able to just deal with it really, really fast. The other part of the journaling process for me was that as I began to learn and understand that I could actually create my life, I began to fill those journal pages with page after page after page of creating my new life. So I was writing a new script. And do you know many of those things have already <laughs> have already come to pass? And boy, are some others just right there around the corner. I can't wait to see those fulfilled. But it is. It's like you are the scriptwriter of a new movie. And so you can take that glass of wine and that candlelight evening and you can just go to town. Write your own script. Make it anything that you want it to be. Be wild and crazy because when you're in that creative space, when you've forgiven the past and now you've turned the corner and you're looking at the future and you have that wonderful feeling journal in the, in the, in your hands and you, you're just writing and you're creating and you, thinking and as you think it you capture it and then you go back for a week or two and you read what you have just written and oh it feels so good and you realize that's what you're tucking away in your subconscious mind and that's what you're doing to program your subconscious mind and once again i put a couple of journals that i like to use i love uh, two products actually i love the moleskin journal i like the soft leather moleskin lined journal and a blue gel pen. And there's just something about that combination. I like the blue ink and I love the feel of that moleskin journal. It just is the right size, right thickness, right spacing on the pages for me. So that's the one I like. It's over in the Amazon store. The other thing that I really love is I do a lot now of computer journaling and I use the program Evernote for that. I'm sure a lot of you have either heard of Evernote it's almost like, how could you not have heard of Evernote? But if you haven't, go to Evernote.com, and it's a note-taking program that's free. You can download it to your all of your devices, actually. You can put it on anything that you use as a computer, even your phone. And it's a wonderful note-keeping program that has amazing search features. So you can organize notebooks, and you can set up daily notes or sequence of notes, and just a lot of things you can do with Evernote. And that's what I'm using a lot now electronically. But journaling was a big one. And whether you do it on paper or whether you do it on a computer, it doesn't matter. But it is a really big part of this process. 
All right, we're going to stop here. We'll roll this over into part two next time. We'll talk about more tools of the trade and what I did in that RV over the course of that year. We'll just tell a fun story because as the year unfolded, some really amazing things started to show up. And that's why you're listening to this, because you want amazing things to be showing up consistently in your life. And my commitment is to tell you what I did to get there. And then you can take from my story whatever works for you, and hopefully some of it will make a big difference in your life. Thanks for listening. My name is Thomas Miller. Above all, enjoy the ride. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.